The Insider's Guide to the Capital's Housing and Rental Scene. Hot Property on News Talks NB's Wellington Mornings. Time to talk property. Oh, gosh, I love this part of the show. 0800 80 1080 if you'd like to call Matt, Ryan, and ask him any questions, financing, housing, selling, buying, leasing, anything to do with property. Uh, he's our resident expert, comes in every couple of weeks and shares a little bit of time with us. Good morning, Matthew. Oh, good morning, Nick. What's your piece of wisdom to start before we get into questions? Oh, I guess be positive, try and see the upside and everything. We're we're in unprecedented times at the moment, but uh, for uh, if you get served the lemon, uh, try and make up some lemonade. When was the last time you bought a property? Uh, I actually haven't bought something uh, recently, maybe uh, maybe three months ago. Oh my gosh, that's like me not selling a bourbon and coke for three months, really, isn't it? That's not, not good. Not that many people buy bourbon and cokes anymore, they're all martinis. Oh, two months ago, actually, the property that I moved into. Oh, okay. Yep. All right, the share market's down 17.5%. What challenges does that bring to the housing market? How's there any connection in that, Matthew? Well, there's not really a connection, although I think because the share market's so transparent, people can look at the NZX every day and see what, what shifted with their shares, which can give them some solace when things are uh, you know, uh, moving up or possibly when they're moving down. It's, it's a hard read. With property, it's a whole lot less transparent. So often people have bought property and then they've just been happy with knowing that it's probably going up, but they don't actually know how much it's gone up for. And, you know, I guess what I love about property is that you do have the leverage component, which means that you're not putting all your own money in mostly. You can, can borrow the money from the bank. But also that well, you some of us can. Yeah, well, most people can. Um, and then you've also got the ability to control your own destiny a little bit. This is what I don't like about shares, is that you buy shares and you hope that the directors of the company or the board are making really smart decisions with your money. When you own property, you've got the ability to control your destiny by maybe painting the interior to make it look better or possibly creating another bedroom or just doing something extra that's going to add value to your property. And ultimately, I think that, um, you know, I've, I've just believed that property is the way that to control your own destiny and ensure that you uh, have wealth long term. We've got Matt Ryan in the studio, 0800 801080 or ZBZB9292 if you'd like to text. Uh, Matt is an expert on property. So if you've got any questions, we take your calls, he'll answer your questions and he'll answer your text. This morning, Matt, we read that uh, the tax department's now going after construction and the property companies. How serious could this get and should we be concerned? Well, look, it is, yeah, it is a, an issue. Uh, a lot of developers actually run on razor-sharp margins. People don't believe that, but it's actually the truth. And you have a boom situation, and everybody assumes that your developers are lighting up as cigars with um, $100 notes. That's often not the case. And it is an industry where, you know, if, you, if your timing's perfect, you can do exceedingly well, but you can also be plagued with a situation we've got now with massive rising um interest rates and uh, demand that's obviously slipping. So I once heard a developer say that every single developer goes broke, it's just a matter of when. Um, and he said, that particular developer said to me, and it's just my goal to get out before I, I do go broke. And ironically, he did go broke later on. So, you know, it is a, it's a really tough industry. Um, obviously, the inland revenue are entitled to get the money, and that's important that um, they get money so they can fund everything they need to do. But it is a, a bit of a tightrope at the moment because, of course, if you chase some of the developers too hard, then you're just literally going to start a, a domino effect of, of developers um, 
effectively going in liquidation. And I and I think we're probably going to see some of that regardless. To be fair, a few months ago we talked about we've been on together now. I think nearly a year. I think you came on very quickly after I got this job, uh, and we've talked about that domino effect or a few of them falling over. But we haven't seen it yet, have we? No, we haven't. I mean, we're seeing more of it in Australia, and I think that's probably uh, a reflection on the fact that they have larger developers over there, and so the numbers are bigger. New Zealand are full of a lot of developers only doing small numbers, and you're less affected, of course, if you've got a smaller development you're doing. But I do perceive and I do sense that we are going to see a number of developers starting to fall over in the next next six to 12 months. Uh, Developers or Building companies, construction oh, companies. Sorry, sorry, when I say developers, build, building companies and construction companies. A lot of banks are insisting that that um, projects are done on fixed cost contracts now to ensure that they uh, de-risk their position. And, of course, that's making it uh, tough on, on some of these building companies uh, where they've taken on something, they've contracted to build it, and now they're caught in a position where the costs of construction have gone up uh, enormously. Wages are going up. Efficiencies have probably gone down over COVID because a lot of people have had time off. And there's a lot of moving factors there that have actually unfortunately moved against these development companies. And, um, yeah, as I said, I perceive that a number of them will, will unfortunately head south, which is really terrible for the economy and obviously bad for jobs as well. You talked about the Australian uh, situation. I mean, companies that are pretty well known over there, like Langford Jones Homes and Snowden Developments, they're big companies falling over. Do you think that could actually happen here? Oh, absolutely not. No, I'm talking about the top and the big boys. Yeah, I even think the big boys. Um, yeah, there's an old, another old adage that you don't know who's swimming naked till the tide goes out. <laughs> I've always quite liked that. And um, you know, I don't want to look. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, certainly not on me if I'm naked. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I have a uh, aversion to cold water, which won't be good for you. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I just think that there's probably a lot of um, behind the scenes. I think COVID's obviously had a dramatic effect on things. And just with the amount of inflation, the amount of uh, increase in costs, I think we are going to, you know, and those thin margins that I keep talking about, it's really a volume business for a lot of these developers. They need to be doing good volumes in order to make a profit. But if the market moves as it has substantially against them, I think, unfortunately, some of them are going to hit the wall and we'll probably see some some older names and some big names included. I see Kangaroa has agreed to purchase 41 homes off a developer in Papamoa once they're finished. Do you think there's something that needs to start happening in Wellington? Do you think that uh, Kangaroa needs to actually start backing developers and helping them build stuff and then buying them off them? Yeah, well, it's ironic you say that because I've got a friend of mine in Papamoa who's actually also sold a development to the same um, organisation you've mentioned and another friend here in Wellington um, who's a real estate agent and he's currently dealing with that organisation and they're looking to buy and um, they're, they're looking to uh, acquire some sites as well. So they are here in Wellington and it's a, it's a difficult scenario because um, – in some ways, the government have them now competing against the very first the very, the home buyers that they are willing to protect or, or, or uh, hoping to assist. Um, so you're going to be in a situation where, ironically, the government wants to help first home buyers onto the ladder, or at least that's what they're saying. Although you would you do wonder when you see some of the triple uh, CFA uh, legislation, you do wonder. Hasn't that got better? Well, it's, uh, uh, yeah, last night they announced, of course, the new rules are coming, but somebody uh, who's very knowledgeable said that 10% of applications 
um, that would have been approved last year are not being approved this year. And, I mean, they've had some absolutely ridiculous rules there. For instance, if you're a fantastic saver when this first came out, that's deemed to be uh, an expense because you've proven that you're saving over a period of time. So instead of being it looked as a good thing, the Triple CFA Act has suggested that this is an expense that the, the bank must now take into account. Well, they're going to be removing that from this Thursday, I believe. But honestly, Nick, I just think it's too little too late. And this is one of the reasons why we've got a, a, a substantial downturn in the market that we have at the moment. I've got a text in here. Hi, so I bought my house uh, years ago in Wellington and owe 140k, but it's worth between 650 and 700k now. Is there any wise way that I can use that equity? Oh, absolutely. If you go to a bank, you can use the value or the untapped value in your property as long as you're using it to buy something else that's also going to have good cash flow. Um, we're, in a, we're in a time where people say cash is king, but with high inflation, I'm not sure that it is. Actually, cash flow is king. So if, if you can find a property that's yielding quite well, so it gives you a good return, then you can use the untapped or unused equity in your own home at the moment as the deposit to purchase the investment property that you're looking at. And I would say that's a very sound and sensible idea. Matt Ryan, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming into our new studios. Uh, catch you in a couple of weeks. There's uh, Matt Ryan talking property. He's the property guru uh, around Wellington. I, I definitely, if I was looking at buying a property, he'd be the first guy I'd ring. Actually, if I was buying a car or was buying anything, I'd ring him because he's the man around town.